0: This circumstance was a growing attachment between her eldest girl and the brother of Mrs. John Dashwood, Edward. Edward Ferrars was the eldest son of a man who had died very rich. That he loved her daughter and that Eleanor returned the partiality was clear. No sooner did Mrs. Dashwood perceive any symptom of love in his behavior to Eleanor than she considered their serious attachment as certain and looked forward to their marriage as rapidly approaching. The growing attachment, when perceived by his sister, made her uneasy and uncivil. She took the first opportunity of affronting her mother-in-law and scolding her regarding Mrs. Ferrars's resolution that her son should marry well and of the danger attending any young woman who attempted to draw him in. After this, Mrs. Dashwood resolved that whatever the inconvenience or expense of a sudden removal, her beloved Eleanor should not be exposed another week to such insinuations. In this state of her spirits, a letter was delivered to her from the post, which contained a proposal particularly well-timed from a Sir John Middleton in Devonshire. He offered her a cottage, Barton Cottage, and earnestly pressed her to come with her daughters to Barton Park. She instantly wrote Sir John her acknowledgment of his kindness and her acceptance of his proposal. They departed their darling Norland, never to return. As a house, Barton Cottage, though small, was comfortable and compact, they would make do, and upon their arrival were soon interrupted by Sir John Middleton, a good-looking man about forty. He pressed them cordially to dine at Barton Park every day till they were better settled at home, and after he departed, a large basket full of garden stuff and fruit arrived from the park, which was followed before the end of the day by a present of game." Barton Park was about a half-mile from the cottage. The house was large and handsome, and the Middletons lived in a style of equal hospitality and elegance. Lady Middleton was not more than six or seven-and-twenty. Her manners had all the elegance which her husbands wanted. She was reserved, cold, and had nothing to say for herself beyond the most commonplace inquiry or remark. Mrs. Dashwood and her daughters arrived to dine, and were welcomed by Sir John and Mrs. Jennings, Lady Middleton's mother, a good-humored, merry, fat, elderly woman who talked a great deal, seemed very happy and rather vulgar. Colonel Brandon, silent and grave, was also of the party. He took particular notice of Mary Ann. About a mile and a half from the cottage, along the narrow, winding valley of Allenham, the girls had discovered an ancient, respectable-looking mansion, which, by reminding them a little of Norland, interested their imagination, and made them wish to be better acquainted with it. One memorable morning, Marianne and Margaret gaily ascended the downs, when suddenly the clouds united over their heads, and a driving rain set full in their face. They set off running. Marianne had at first the advantage, but a false step brought her suddenly to the ground. A gentleman was passing up the hill, and within a few yards of Mary Ann, ran to her assistance. Her foot had been twisted in her fall, and she was scarcely able to stand. The gentleman offered his services, took her up in his arms without farther delay, and carried her down the hill, and quitted not his hold till he had seated her in a chair in the parlor. Eleanor and her mother rose up in amazement at their entrance. He apologized for his intrusion by relating its cause. Mrs. Dashwood then begged to know to whom she was obliged. His name, he replied, was Willoughby, and his present home was at Allenham, from whence he hoped she would allow him the honor of calling tomorrow to inquire after Miss Dashwood. Willoughby, exceedingly handsome, gave every proof of his pleasure in their acquaintance, and he came to them every day. His society became Marianne's most exquisite enjoyment. In every meeting dinner and neighborhood ball, Willoughby was included, which afforded him opportunity of witnessing the excellencies of Marianne and of receiving, in her behavior to himself, the most pointed assurance of her affection. Eleanor could not be surprised at their attachment. She only wished that it were less openly shown. But Marianne abhorred all concealment, and Willoughby thought the same, and their behavior at all times was an illustration of their opinions. This was the season of happiness to Marianne. Eleanor's happiness was not so great. No companion could make amends for what she had left behind.